Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Pat Bradley in the Zone is brought to you by River City Flooring. Bradley off the screen for three. Is he going to miss? He's been terrific in this first half. River City Flooring. The only thing better than their selection is their service. Visit RiverCityFlooringInc.com. RiverCityFlooringInc.com. All right, let's bring Pat in. And, uh, Pat, I thought about your old coach this morning as I was preparing to come over here to DJ's Dugout where we're broadcasting live this week. And I thought... Coach Nolan Richardson once said, or said it many times probably, all sickness, Pat, all sickness is not death. And so Arkansas took it on the chin yesterday, feeling a little ill this morning when we woke up. But uh, you know what? They're going to have to take that that do-right, get-right pill and get back back in the saddle and after tonight over it, the Schwab. That's right. And and what he would also say, you got to stop the bleeding. You got to stop the bleed, and that's going to be an important thing to not die. Is figure out uh, what it was that went wrong, improve on it, um, and so that's that's an important part of it. We know it's going to be a grind, though. I don't know if you guys uh, what you expected down there. I feel a little disappointment in your voice, yes. but I, I figured it'd be it'd be somewhat of a it, it a grind down there. Yeah, well, I just hope they get a chance to, to play Ole Miss again tomorrow and, you know, have a chance to try to get to the weekend. But we'll see. It's been a, it's been an impressive run here through the postseason, and last night was obviously a big setback. But we uh, we will try to survive in advance tonight. First pitch tonight, by the way, 6 o'clock, pregame 5.30. NBA draft is this Thursday, Patrick, and yeah. we got not one but two Jalen Williamses that are uh, hoping to hear their names called and expected to hear their names called over the – the draft, and uh, most importantly for Arkansas, Jalen Williams. What uh, we've, we've talked a little bit about this with some others. What, what's your take on how his game projects at the next level? I think it's it's great. It's perfect for it, and and on any level, when you his ability to first of all pass the ball, not only that, but just understand small things, how to set a screen, when to set a screen. Uh, all, all those types of things that he already has, um, that understanding of the game, especially at his position, whether it's the triple handoffs. We saw Golden State do it a ton. Draymond Green's usually the guy doing it. As a matter of fact, there are games that have won or lost with the inability to understand a big man how to set a screen. And he understands those little types of things. Physically, he's going to continue to improve. So... I could see why, you know, he is just rising up the draft board. Um, the latest I saw is maybe early second round. Uh, however, whoever gets him, I mean, it's, it's yeah, there's, there's no doubt that uh, he will be drafted. Who's the best player in the draft, in your opinion? Um, you know, the best player? And I realize it's somewhat need-based. Who but would I mean, you take, take number one, guy, one overall? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. There's my well, question. what team am I? You're the Magic because uh, they have the number one yeah. pick. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that ba- Paolo Bencaro has the most 
I would say he's the most dangerous. I can see him being uh, transitioning into being the better overall player because of his size, strength. Um, I realize Chet Holmgren is looked at as more of um, a unique player because of his size. He can block shots. He can run. He can handle it. I just have a question of how he is going to hold up. I have a question of his ability to make a difference around the rim. And, yes, he can shoot it, uh, which, which, is, which is great, but that is just my thing. I'm not saying he's not physical. I'm not saying for what his size is. I, I just don't know um, if he'll have that impact. And what I like about Jabari Smith is he, more than Banquero, I think Jabari, Jabari Smith understands his strengths. Uh, in his weaknesses, so which is going to be valuable early on because he can catch and shoot. He doesn't try to play around with the ball too much. He understands um, what he needs to do with it. But I, I like Bunkero. I just like his size. Now, without having you got to understand, I got to put a caveat out there. I have not interviewed any. I have not had any of these guys come to my house for a workout. So you know it's important too. It'd be like it'd be like hiring somebody when you didn't even get a chance to interview them. So that would be to me, if you've got the number one pick, a uh, 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 bigger than any physical abilities, it's it's the approach. What's behind the curtain? That that to me is the most important thing because, and I think you can, listen, the the thing we've learned, you know, over these last I don't know, maybe last decade, fifteen years, is the number one pick, or number two, three, whatever it is, everybody is so young that you're not getting a franchise player every year with the first pick. You're not. Or the second pick, or the third pick, or maybe in any pick this year may not be a franchise player. So any one of those guys, because they're still at the beginning of their career, if, if, if you are able to... Do your research. You look what happened with Ben Simmons. Look what happened with Markel Fultz. Look what happened with Anthony Bennett. None of these things are, um, they're all physically gifted. To me, it's about the mentality of the player. And that's, you know, that, that un unfortunately what we've seen is teams fall in love with the wrong things. You see it all the time. So that, to me, I, I like the fact, like, so what I know about Jabari Smith and Chet Holmgren, uh, I know a little bit less about Bencaro, but just based on how they project their games, um, you know, Bencaro is NBA ready. I mean, full, you know, he's just so physically gifted. Pat, what do you see the next step for Moses Moody? Well, he's going to move into a position to take over for, you know, the Golden State Warriors currently, uh, you know, in their mid-30s, hitting late 30s. So I think they want him to slide into a starter role. They're going to build around him um, and, and uh, a few of the other guys, they, those young guys that they have. Um, but what the good thing for him is, yeah, I, I can see him being an NBA starter in a few years down the road. Um, he's shown the, the development that he's shown this year 
in that one year of being around those guys and his approach to it, uh, that that's exactly what you wanted to see. So he just continues to get a little bit more playing time. How do you think the Golden State Warriors go about that with him? Just increasing. Same way as they've done. Same way as they've done. They he may you know he'll probably play in the summer league again this year, and he's going to be asked to do more. Don't forget he averaged twenty five a game when he was with the G League. So understanding um, more and more how to be instead of a, a, a role player, how to be more of a focal point. Um, obviously, you know, Clay and, and Steph look like they, you know, they're going anywhere soon. But at some point, they, he's, you know, Moses Moody's going to have to log some more minutes. Um, and so I think it's just, it was the same way. They, you give him more minutes. He's produced in those minutes. And what happens, too, is Clay was injured this year, so he had to step in and give him some minutes and, 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 that's you know, just take advantage of the opportunities. Uh, let's sh- shift gears if we could. We're talking to Pat Bradley, courtesy of River City Flooring. I mean, we could talk hoops for a while, but I want to talk a little golf too. And Pat, I'm sure you caught a little bit of the U.S. Open this weekend, or so I assume. I know you've been playing a little more golf. And uh, news this morning is that Brooks Kepka is going to jump ship. And I think Pat, this is you've been proud of us. This is a very Pat Bradley Inspector Gadget kind of uh, prediction. I mean, you've made some crazy claims over the years. We listened to Brooks Kepka talk before the start of the U.S. Open last week, whining and crying. You guys are taking away all the attention. Well, I'll just let him speak for himself. This was him last week before the start of the tournament. Is there a figure at which you would swap tours? Does that exist? Is it as simple as that? I haven't given it that much. I mean, I haven't given it that much thought. Really? I, re- I mean, I was I don't understand. I'm trying to focus on the U.S. Open, man. Like, I legitimately don't get it. I'm tired of the conversations. I'm tired of all this stuff. Y'all, like I said, y'all are throwing a black cloud on the U.S. Open. I think that sucks. I actually <laughs> do feel bad for him for once. Because right. it's, I mean, it's a situation. Like, but, we're here to play, and you're talking about some event that happened last week. Well, there's events going to be going on now for the next foreseeable future. I know, but you can't drive a car looking in the rearview mirror, can you? Wouldn't have thought so. And secondly, obviously Chase played last week, first live event. What do you make of the, the current landscape? It seems the two tours are kind of fracturing the game at the top level. Yeah, I mean, obviously they're both, I mean, Liv's trying to make a big push for golf. And um, look, I mean, I love my brother. I support him in anything he does, his family. That's, um, I'll always love and support him. So whatever he does, it's, um, you know, I'm, I'm cheering for him. We're going to go to Stephanie here on your left. Why have you decided to stay on the PGA Tour, and is that a permanent decision? I mean, there's been no other option to this point, so uh, where else are you going to go? Live. I mean, uh, as of last week, that's it. I wasn't playing last week, so I'm here. I'm here at the U.S. Open. I'm ready to play U.S. Open, So, and I think, I think it kind of sucks, too. Y'all are throwing this black cloud over the U.S. Open, and I mean, it's one of my favorite events, and I don't know. Why you guys keep doing that? But um, <laughs> the more legs you give it, the more more you keep talking about it. Yeah, more legs we give it. Uh, <laughs> was there any doubt he was jumping ship at that point? I mean, deflect, deflect, change the subject, move along. Don't look over here. Look at the shiny thing over there. What a jamoke. Well, now, you know what, though? I mean, do we really think all that was Bryson DeChambeau's fault now? Or, I mean, Brooks Koepka looks like he's a little bit of a whiner, too. When he was getting in, into it with uh, Bryson, 
Yeah. No, I, I was I mean, never a fan of Kepka. I've not been a fan of okay. Kepka for a long time. All right, all right. I, I know a lot of people would, uh, well, I thought a lot of people would defend him against Bryson. And Wes. Wes, there oh, you yeah. go. I knew there was somebody. No, we were uh, we were a team Kepka around here in Arkansas. We ran a poll question. It was overwhelming in support I of Kepka. No, you were you were a team Bryson. I think they're yeah. both jagoffs, honestly. Like, <laughs> I don't like either one of them. <laughs> well, it 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 is, first of all, it, it's amazing to me that they can't just come out and explain why that they want to play in the Live Golf Series. It's a very simple answer to the question. And I, if you want to play on the PGA Tour, like I, I make the distinction between guys that are on the European Tour, guys that are on the PGA Tour, it, to me, it's, it's a golf tournament. And actually, I've learned a lot about um, how those associations are through this whole process. You know, the USGA obviously, you know, runs the U.S. Open, and it's, you know, the majors are sort of on their own. And the PGA Tour, which the one thing I never never really was able to get a, uh, a clear sense of is what was the problem that Phil Mickelson had when he, he just keeps saying they don't run things the right way, but I never really had a clear sense of what he was actually specifically saying he doesn't like what they do. We've had people say that it's the it's the ability to control your basically your image and likeness, your 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 brand, and the okay. PGA has limitations on how what level of control you have over that. And so I don't know how much control they have over it on the new tour, but I know that they don't care as much because if they're paying you two hundred million just to show up who cares? I mean, at that point, it's like, you can have the rest of it. Yeah. That's strange coming from Phil Mickelson. and I didn't realize that because he's probably outside of Tiger. He has the most endorsement deals on his name, image, and likeness than any other golfer. One would think so. Wouldn't it be simple if the guys would just come out and say, I'm at the point in my career where I don't want to play 25 events a year. I I only want to play seven, eight events and three majors, and the live tournament is uh, format's perfect for me, and the money is great. So that's what I'm doing. Wouldn't yeah, that be that, simple? Yeah, nobody that, will give an honest answer. Right. That and, and I think that that is the question mark for me because it's yeah, simple. I think that's simple. You mean everybody can agree that that is simple. However, this also feels more like a rebellion. Because, yes, the money, but also there's other things, I think, in play. I, there's, there seems to be a level of frustration with some of these players at the PGA Tour. No, you're, some, you're exactly some correct. Reason. Yes. And, and, you know, and, and I think, you know, they, they don't necessarily want to destroy the PGA Tour. But, I mean, Phil's made it clear he, he is unhappy with the, the PGA Tour. And... um. You know, so I think there's more. I, I don't know. There's more to it. There's something well, else going on there that I. Here, here's what gets me because people. There are a lot of people who are like, oh my god, we can't watch bat. We won't watch golf without Tiger. I mean, there might be people who feel that way, but the tour doesn't need you. Okay, my thing is the tour is going to be fine without Dustin Johnson, fine without Brooks Kepka. and yeah, those right. guys are great players. But there's plenty of other great players. There's guys on the. There's I know there's guys. Well, here's what I don't that play on just. the Corn Ferry Tour that could be the stars of tomorrow. That can play, you know, maybe not quite as well now, but will. I mean, I just I don't think it's. 
Do they need the tour more? And the other thing is, too, Pat, here's my other question is, and I realize they have a bottomless pit of oil money, how long are these guys going to keep pumping money into these purses when there's literally no return for them? But I guess this, this is what I don't understand. I, okay, so you had a player when the U.S. Open who had his first PGA Tour win. I think he joined the PGA Tour in 2020. Okay. But, so, in other words, what I'm saying is, these tournaments, in my mind, now, I'm looking at it from a different viewpoint. You don't have to be a member of the PGA Tour to play in some of these tournaments. In some, that's true. And so, like, okay, the the smaller ones, and I, and I get, like, the majors, um, they don't need any help, right? But I think it's the smaller PGA Tour events that that need the help, right? Is that what I'm what I'm getting? What I'm sort of reading through all this is I mean, the pro- the problem is not you know the uh, uh, U.S. Open or the or Augusta or you know the PGA Championship. It's probably the tournament that's being played this weekend. Is that the Nationwide? I think is this weekend. Or um, in Connecticut, I think the one Ken Duke won. I think oh, it's the Travelers, it, the Travelers, yeah, the Travelers Championship. Um, I got my uh, insurance company mixed up. Yeah, Travelers is this week. You're right. But um, I think it's more about the PGA Tour trying to protect the smaller tournaments rather than the bigger tournaments. Yeah. Because, I, I, but Pat, the big guys don't even play a lot of those tournaments anyway. So what difference does it make? You're not missing any star power. I think a lot of those guys are sitting those out anyway. And you've seen increasingly exactly. the big stars only play a handful of the smaller tournaments and then focus on the majors. So, and exactly. So that's why I think you know the emperor has no clothes in this situation in a way where Phil Mickelson and all the other guys were willing to be PGA Tour faces, right? Oh, it's a PGA Tour event. NBC's got to pick it up. CBS is going to pick it up. It's a PGA Tour event because... Well, they're associating the PGA Tour with Mickelson, Woods, so we're watching it, and we just, over time, have grown to associate. It's almost like March Madness. It's just you watch it because, well, it's associated with March Madness in, in, these, in these games. So I, I think, like, for, for me, I don't care if a guy is a member of the Corn, corn what do you call it, the Corn Freight Tour, the European tour, yeah. tour, like how many players? Do we know how many players from the European tour compete in the U.S. Open? No, I have no idea. I mean, right, and we never thought about it. I never thought about it until now. I actually Here, here's my point. It doesn't matter. The PGA Tour is going to be fine. It's going to be healthy, and they don't need these guys. There are plenty of people who want to play on the PGA Tour. Scotty Scheffler just set a new mark for season totals and there's still a bunch of tournaments left there's plenty of money to be made there they may have to reformat some things they may have to make it a little more lucrative for their top 50 players but the pga tour is going to be just fine and i don't even begrudge these guys to go over there to bless point though what i want is them to just say it's a money grab and i'm doing it because there's a pile of money and i'm only going to play 10 minute, 10 tournaments a year and i'm guaranteed 100 grand every time i go out and i can make a ton of money if i happen to play well so so but why I, can't what, fine, what is be pre- honest but all right yeah but what's preventing them from playing in any tournament that they want to. Because, because they're no the longer a member of the draw, PGA Tour. Right. The PGA's got to draw a line in the sand. you got to say us or them. I get it. 
Oh, okay. I, I understand, but they, did they do that with the European tour? Or these guys from the European? No. And I'm asking. The, Euro- the European, well, European tour is not tour a threat. Not competi- it's not competition, exactly, precisely. Okay, so it's not competition, but you can still play in majors, correct? Like a tournament, like a, uh, the Masters can, can still invite Phil Mickelson to play, right? I mean, he can still play in that. As of right now. Right, which, I mean, I, I'm assuming those guys probably just want to play on the big events anyway, correct? I know what you're saying, like, there's always going to be young guys coming in. I just think those guys, they've built up their career enough to where they can sort of pick and choose what tournaments they want to play. I don't know. Yeah, and they've been doing that for years. I mean, Tiger started the trend where he basically, you know, he only, I mean, he was going to go out and be competitive and maybe win some smaller tournaments but his his real focus was adding to his major total that's all he cared about and for the yeah. elite elite players i think that's true like roy can win 10 tournaments this year but if he doesn't win a major nobody's going to care that's all that people really measure it against right it's like to me it's the majors in the Ryder cup and maybe you know tbc sawgrass at the players and there's about there's about three or four other tournaments outside of the majors that i care about than the Ryder cup right the uh, golfers on the tour have to play in 15 events every year it's okay. a requirement and they have to play in 15 events. Yeah. But now, one question, though. Does this say they're in the information? Days a year you get to play. Doesn't seem like much. Like, like, Tiger plays in tournaments outside the PGA Tour. Correct? Well, a, yeah. a couple of those are not P- – like, the, the World Golf stuff is not PGA Tour. That's not a PGA Tour event. Right. So, he, so he's played in that. But, again, that's money grab for the big players. That's the, the guys that have earned their opportunity to play in those, those events. The, the World Golf does count as part of your 15 events. Okay. Okay. So the PJ Tour P- allows exemptions for those types of things. Well, it counts. Yeah, it counts towards the total. But anyway, yeah. You know, I mean, we're we're kind of getting in the weeds a little bit here. But the point is, to me, the PJ Tour is going to be fine. I don't think you need Phil Nick Mickelson. There will be another Brooks Kepka. And again, here's the thing: if Brooks Kepka goes out and shoots 67, 67, 69, 72, some other guy can do that too. I just don't think it's that big of a deal. Plus, let's be honest: the guy's got the you know the personality of a piece of toast. So who gives a crap? The shambles a weirdo. Nobody likes his ass. Let's move along. I mean, there's plenty of other guys who are likable characters that are playing on tour. They're going to be fine. The tour is going to be dandy. And I'm glad these guys are over there making piles and piles of money. But unless they get a major TV deal or start playing at places that are relevant, you know, they get a, they get a couple of tournament at Augusta, they get a tournament at Pebble Beach. Until they do that and they play the major venues or they're playing in major TV contracts, no one's going to care. And I realize that we're moving to the more streaming devices. It's like, I don't know anybody who got on YouTube and watched the LIV event the other day. I just don't think it's going to be a thing. And I, I'm just curious to see. I'm pretty sure the PGA Tour is going to be around in 50 years. I don't know how long these Saudi oil barons want to pump money into a tour that has no return financially for them. What is the point? How long do you need a sport wash before it's not important to you anymore? And when do you start going, you know what, we're going to, we're going to start paying tennis players in our special tennis so, events $50 okay, million dollars for first place. Here, here's my on. question. And I don't know if any one of you guys can answer this. What is the advantage for being a member of the PGA Tour or any tour? Like, what, like, you can play in a PGA Tour event if you're not a PGA Tour member, correct? Well, yeah, but you have to either play your way in. Sometimes, sometimes there's money qualifiers, or you have to get a sponsor exemption, or whatever. But if you're a PGA Tour member, you can you can play in any of the events, I assume, right? You don't have to qualify, right? If you're like 200. But how many members are there? There's not 200 guys in a tournament. There's 125 full-time members, right? Yep. That's how many have their card every year. Okay. And and, and so basically you're guaranteed X amount of opportunities 
So yeah, if you're if you're on the back end of that 125, you need the PGA Tour. If you're on the front end, you probably don't. How do you mean? I'm confused. Anyway, well, because if you if if you're Brooks Kepka, you're being you're being invited to majors. You're a two-time U.S. Open winner. Like you have yeah. opportunity to make three million dollars and millions of dollars. With, with so if I'm if I'm ranked, you know, the 100 ranked player on the PGA Tour that doesn't win very often, I need to play in as many tournaments as possible, so that I can make a living out of this, right? Yeah, to some degree, sure. I mean, they're not playing every single event, but yeah, you're right. Maybe there's more pressure to play more events. Plus, you're not making as much endorsement money. Right. So you have to. It benefits you not have to qualify for these tournaments to have your PGA Tour card. In other words, what I'm saying, because you're guaranteed opportunities. Whereas yeah. if you're one of the top 20 players in the world, you're picking and choosing where your opportunities are coming from because you can. You, those guys are winning tournaments, making three million. Well, they're so not making three million, but yeah, I mean, well, he, we just had a three million dollar payout. But I see what you're saying. Yes, they're making a lot of money. To your point, which I just, what do you think, Aaron Badley? Remember Aaron Badley? Barely, yep. but yes. What do you? I was looking him up the other day because I was, I, I, I don't know what, what why. happened to him. What do you think his like, career where the hell, earnings? Where the hell did he go? His career earnings are like twenty up near twenty five million. Okay, it's wild, right? Mm-hmm. How over the sure. course of a career. And that's a guy that's played on different tours. So, all right, looks like we didn't solve this one. <laughs> I think that's safe to say. Here's my point: this live tour will last as long as they want to keep pumping money into it. The PGA right. Tour will be around for the rest of our lives, uh, and uh, yeah, that's about it. I think that's all I got out of that, and I think I feel pretty good about that. So, I don't think I think I don't think those guys, those top few guys, necessarily need the tour right now, and they'll be fine. Right, exactly. But, but and those are the ones who are leaving. I don't think the tour. I don't think the tour needs them either. Is my point, I guess. No, I. I, I that, Justin, that's exactly the point. Then why in the hell is everybody so upset? If nobody needs anybody, then let's shake hands and say, "Okay, good for you, good for you, good for you." Why is everyone so pissed? Back to the first thing that was said about this whole conversation today. I'm with Wes because they won't be honest that it's just a money grab, and it's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. We're a capitalist society. Nobody has an issue with that. They all they're saying is I want to spend more time with my family. They're not saying oh it's because they're <laughs> they're paying me to not do anything. They're just paying me to show up, which is what they want. Which look, if I can show up here and just sit on my butt and not say three words and get paid the same amount of money or more, twice as much as I do when I come in here and actually work my butt off trying to prepare a show, then I'd probably do it too. I'm not even begrudging sure. you guys. My point is, it's the lack of transparency and honesty that's annoying. It's not like it, it, there's no skin yeah. on my nose either way. Yeah. But right. people that exactly. are freaking out like, exactly. oh, my God, the tour's at risk. I don't think the tour's at risk at all. No, I don't think it is either. I think it's – it's. I, I don't I don't think the tour's at risk at all, not one bit. Okay. I mean, mostly right. because those – I mean, it's the guys that probably on the tail end of their career that are, you know, doing this. Until now. Right. With yeah, Brooks. Brooks, yeah. Kind of prime. Brooks. And yeah. Bryson's still in his prime. And Bryson's in his prime. Ah, the, yeah, who knows? Well, when they run out of money. <laughs> they won't they run out of money. It's just they'll get tired of pumping it in there. And then these guys will be like, hey, uh, PGA Tour, can we come back? No, guys, you can't. Sorry. Thanks. What? But they won't need the money, so it won't matter. Oh, yeah. they'll let anyway. them back. Well, the goal, the goal yeah. is to be like John Rahman, who said last week, would $400 million significantly change my life? No, it wouldn't. I'm like, man, that must feel good to say that. 
Because $400 million would mean a lot to me. I'm more in the Barkley camp there. I'd kill a close relative for $400 million. <laughs> yeah, that's next level. Yeah. Right. When he starts having, when John Rom starts having back and knee problems and hip problems, he's going to rethink that $400 million. Yeah, he's already made enough to retire. He's fine. Anyway, PB, appreciate you. Thanks to All River right, City Flooring. We'll talk next week and uh, probably not solve anything then either. All right, ciao. See you. <laughs> See you, buddy.